Welcome, everybody, to Bible on the Rocks. Today, we're going to talk about the story of Jesus forgiving and healing a paralyzed man from the book of Mark, chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. As a general disclaimer, the views and opinions shared are those of the participants only and do not necessarily reflect those of any Christian denomination, nor do they reflect those of any of our sponsors. So sit back and enjoy as we explore the Bible with Bible on the Rocks. I'm uh, Josh Perrius, and I'm drinking Jameson Irish whiskey. Classic. Uh, Jeremy Spittle. I'm drinking some of Ed's Faceplant India Pale Ale from Lost Rhino Brewing Company. Yep. And I'm Ed Johnson, drinking the Faceplant from the local brewery. I'm Brett Hinkey. I'm drinking Woodchuck Pear Cider. Mm-hmm. I'm Matt Jennings. I'm also having a face plant. Oh, beer. Well, for now. <laughs> <laughs> and I am Jameson Stubbs, and I am drinking Secretariat's Meadow from Licking Hole Creek. I am talking about Jesus healing a paralytic. Yes. Hmm. So, I mean, the story begins where Jesus has been touring around, doing the big tour of Galilee. He's been ministering throughout the region, and he returns home to Capernaum, where he was residing at the time. People aren't sure whether he was had his own place, you know, his own pad, bachelor pad, or... But most people, they think that he was probably living with Andrew and Peter and their families, and they all had kind of a residence together. In and, Capernaum. In Capernaum, yeah. So I didn't realize that. So he's residing in Capernaum? Yeah. <clears throat> Where's Capernaum? That's what I heard of that. It's like the base of operations, and, yes. and Peter's house was yeah. one of the things that I... Yeah. I so it, Peter's yeah. from Capernaum? Yeah. Well, at the time, that's where they were all kind of residing, yes. I mean, maybe they had moved around. Which Where's makes sense, because isn't Mark, like, Peter's secretary, sidekick, or whatever, and that's why he writes the gospel, because he, he's one of, like, Peter's guys. Because Capernaum is, like, Jesus' early ministry. That's where he's hanging out. That's where a lot of, where he talks, does a lot of his things early in his ministry. <clears throat> Can we go back to Jesus was doing the whole tour of Galilee? <laughs> <laughs> I know, I was trying to, like... That go? Jesus, if you look to your right... <laughs> Bridge of Galilee, which was built in 358 BC. Oh, I, <laughs> I, I was thinking more of a tour of like doing like a concert tour. Like yeah. he's like going around and like people are coming to. That. Yeah, so, people are coming to that. see him. I love the idea like, of one G- night only. Yeah, one night of, only. Here's Jesus. I love the idea of Jesus saying this was like from 300 BC, and people are like, "What are you talking about?" I'd be like, "Just trust me. Yeah. That's what they'll call. It. That's yeah. what they'll call it." Yeah. 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 I know. I know. <laughs> that's what they'll call it. Well, that was good. But before me, yeah. oh really? <laughs> the world revolves around you, does it? That took me a second. That was pretty funny. So he kind of he returns home. And well, but, but he's been out like on this tour, of, right? Like, speaking and yes. healing people, and like he's become a little bit of a big deal. Yeah, and even well, that's why when he comes back, 
he's got a he gets a, he gathers a big crowd. He's got people from the area, but he's also got a lot of the religious leaders that are coming to hear him speak. And it gets so crowded around where he is that everybody wants to hear him that it makes it hard for those that truly want to get close to Jesus. They can't do it. And so back then, the, you know, the dwellings that most people lived in were kind of like stone with clay, probably along the sides. But the roofs were um, kind of probably had like timbers going across with some thatch that was kind of holding it. But back in that day, I think a lot uh, from what I've read, people tended to like to take naps up on the roof and so there tend there, there usually was like a ladder or like some set of stairs that would go up to the roof area and so um why would they take a nap on the roof they're sunbathing yeah basically i think or it's just, when it's hot in the summer right you can get some cool air if you're outside versus inside yeah it probably yeah. was hot on the inside so yeah. um you might get some breezes on the roof okay. they're probably not sunbathing no see i figure they're sitting <laughs> up there in a lounge chair why? with you one of those think... silver Foldable things, you know. I mean, I mean I can't like Kramer, he back like to butter on his face. Yes, exactly. Back to, <laughs> back to David, right? David saw somebody sunbathing on a roof. That's true. He I did. thought she was actually bathing, not sunbathing. Not on I the mean, roof. Tomato, She's tomato. Right? I thought about David bathing on the roof, right? Yeah. So anyway, there are these four friends who um, have another friend who is paralyzed and they they want to get him close to Jesus because they've they've heard about the miracles that Jesus has been performing and the healing and they feel that if they could get their friend close to Jesus that maybe he would also uh, heal the paralytic friend but because the crowd was so big they just couldn't get near him so they decided Let's see if we can get up onto the roof and find a way that we can make a hole through the roof and lower our friend through, which... That's dedication. It's dedication because, actually, the roof, you know, once you cut a hole in the roof, it's actually hard. It's hard to, it's hard to fix it, you know? (laughs) So... They're going to constantly Even have... Even though it's just, like, thatch or, or whatever, it's just a bunch of grass? It's hard yeah. to fix? Yeah, I mean, it's like anything that's sealed well, once you Get kind of break that pass, seal, or... you know, then, right. it, you know, yeah. it's, it's hard. I was yeah. just thinking I could use this guy as a sales guy, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, your roof has a broken seal. <laughs> once you break the seal... It's hard. Yeah. Oh, this but, is amazing. The roofing guy's here. Right. Yeah. So is that true? If you, like, cut a one part of your roof out, does it kind of mess up a lot of it? Well, you know, it tends to let the water in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, from what I've heard, I bought a lot of houses, and then they have, like, people come in, you know, do the home inspection, and the flashing, yeah. the flashing on the roof is a big deal, right? Because yeah. that's the thing. If the flashing's not right, How much thatching do you do? Do you do a lot of... If I, I mean, if I had a nickel for every thatch. (laughs) So, and also, like, there was a lot of, a lot of stress on them because they're carrying their friend in a mat. It's just kind of like, it's not like something stiff and structured. It's like some loose, flimsy mat, and they're trying to lower him down through the hole. So it is like a yoga mat. Imagine how much they struggle. They're like, what do we call this? 
You, they, they never heard of yoga. Right. <laughs> like, what is this thing we're trying to use here? I don't know. It's some kind of flimsy mat. Uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of like... Jesus said, trust me, they're going to call it a yoga mat. Yeah, yoga mat. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, whatever, dude. <laughs> yeah, whatever. He already said, this is occurring in A.D. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it, was it A.D.? No, we uh, said BC earlier BC. when we were talking about the oh, whole yeah, like, yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. But while Jesus was on yeah. tour. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Trust with, me. With fish. Trust me, this is <laughs> with fish. <laughs> <laughs> and loaves. That was his other loves. opening loves. band. Was loves. Fish and loves. There's a band yeah. called Loaves. It was fish and cracker. No. Fish and cracker. That's good. Yeah. That was good. Jesus cracker like, low. That's a great song. He's like, that occurred before me. All right, so... So it's like this uh, makeshift litter that they're trying to... Litter? Litter? Litter. Yes. Uh, yeah. Litter is when you create like a like a little bit of a um, like when stretcher. you go camping like and a, you gotta yeah. create something. It's like a homemade and you gotta like a homemade yeah. to take somebody oh. who's been injured in the military. We call Thank it you, Veterans Day. We call it a litter, Got which it. is something where you like take a couple of sticks and like a sheet or whatever and make a. Yeah. So I mean, and you got to imagine. I learned something new today. Yes. Yoga mat. Out of yeah, I mean, you yeah, got to imagine yeah. like there these these four guys that are trying to lower their friend through a roof. You know, it's not going to be completely horizontal. He's probably like hanging and kind of like dangling and stuff like that. You know, it's got to stress him out. The you know yeah. the paralytic as yeah, he's yeah. being lowered down because you know. It's not being all equal on all four sides. Right. I mean, that's ooh, pretty cool that his friends did that, though. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, that's, well, that's kind of one of the things I wanted to bring Wish up was just like, like yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah. Would, I don't would, have friends like that. I mean, I don't find any here. <laughs> no, no way. Well, I mean, a lot, a lot of the Bible stories you hear about those that are diseased or, you know, have some type of disability, they're usually outcasts. So to have somebody like this mm. who's paralytic and has four friends that are willing to do this for him it's not something you normally hear of in the bible like, yeah like well and i i had read some commentary or ideas that were like maybe the reason jesus is in the house and trying to talk is because he started to get famous in his traveling around capernaum healing people is like oh everyone's just like i don't know about your story or who you are or what you're saying but if i can bring somebody who's injured to you you're going to heal them Man. So, like, in the streets, it was, like, nonstop, like, heal, heal, heal. So, like, Jesus might have, re like, kind of retreated to the house with the idea that this gives me an opportunity to actually speak and talk about, like, the gospel and tell the story that I'm here to tell. Yeah. And but people are like, I still need you to heal heal my friend or whatever. Yeah. And this, like, shows that, like, they're like, oh, this is a bad situation. It's hard to do, but I'm still going to push forward and do that. And those are, yeah, good friends to, to drag them out there and do that. Do you think the conversation, though, was like, you know, we really need to get Steve near Jesus? Yeah, I think so. <clears throat> yeah. How are we going like, to do that? Yeah, like, right. Like, hey, what do you think? Hear Jesus healed the blind guy and the other guy had leprosy yeah. and all that. Like, if we can only get our buddy Steve over to the house, then he'll be good. How should you we know? do it? What do you think? Yeah. Through, through the roof? Right. And they're like, crap. Yeah, everybody's, let's, well, let's make Everybody's litter. crowding the door. You think, yeah. You think, yeah. You think Steve was like, oh, wait, hold on. You want to do what? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So that's an interesting idea. I'm good, really. I'm good. That's an interesting concept. What was Steve going to do? <clears throat> well, that's that's true. So like, what, I was. What are you going to do, Steve? Yeah. Interesting. What, are you do about what if about, Steve was the brains of the operation? He's like, I don't care what this what happens. You guys got to get, get me. this s done. Yeah, right. I'm yeah. freaking lame. I don't care if we got to yeah. cut a hole through the. Thatch. That's what Jeremy said to me. I'm freaking lame. Right. <laughs> you need to get this done. I say that all the time. Yeah. 
So I'm confused. Uh, there's a Steve and a Jeremy. Oh, there's a Jeremy. Oh wait, yeah, there's a Jeremy because Jeremy's. You didn't get the joke. Jeremy's lame is what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think I'm done. Lame. Yeah, no, I got it. I got oh, okay. it. Oh, I got it. <laughs> so it's interesting. So there's the idea that maybe Steve's the brains behind the whole thing, right? Yeah. But actually, I was talking to my dad about this, what we were talking about in the podcast and everything. He's, and his thought about the whole thing was, it's interesting that maybe Steve, air quotes, because we don't know what his real name was. Yeah. Why but like, know? Steve yeah. is getting healed based on his friend's faith. And not yep. he could be completely... Like incapacitated, in addition to being lame as and he can't walk, he might not be even conscious. He could wait. Be. Steve no, gets healed. I mean, I, well, well, well I jump ahead. Spoiler alert! Come on. Sorry, my point is that the guy on the litter or whoever they're bringing there, he might not have any say in it at all. He could just be the guy who lays around in the bed all day, and they're like, "We got to help our friend Steve, yeah. who can't get out ever, and who can't yeah. talk, and who has all these other challenges." Yeah. I do think Steve as the mastermind is somehow unbiblical. It's a little too self-interested is what I'm saying. Mm. Mm. You know, people don't tend to, the bad guys in the Bible do that. Yeah, I mean, there's talk. People that need help tend to rely on the goodness of others. Well, I mean, there was that one woman that touched the hem of Jesus' cloak, right? Yes. She was looking out for number one, right? That was relatively minor, though. <laughs> <laughs> She, she, she could move. She could oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus is walking by. What are you going to do? Not touch his cloak? I mean, come on. I hope the woman yeah. did well. So, yeah. Now, yeah, there's discussion that, you know, Jesus says, because of your faith, get up and walk. And it's whether it's the faith of the four friends that bring him, the, the paralytic, to Jesus, or whether it's the faith of the actual paralytic himself. That Jesus is referring mm-hmm. to as questions that could be either. So, mm-hmm. what about the faith of the crowd, or the lack of faith of the crowd in the sense of the Pharisees? Well, that's, well, that's, that's what that's yeah. that yeah. what ends yeah. up we happening. We have not gotten to the end of this story. No, right no, now, no. we're, we're we, just like Jameson. We're, we're just there's a crack in this <sighs> open. Bert reminds me of one uh, of those friends. <laughs> That was willing to cut the roof. Ah, uh, here we go. Oh, here we go. Oh, here we go. Bring it back around. Bring it back around. Here we go. All right. So I would hope that if I was paralyzed and He's, my name was Steve, that's right. That Brett would take Brett, me somewhere to get. Brett me. saw a need and he fulfilled it. Yes. Yes. I would definitely do yeah, that. Yes. I don't because know if of I'd your faith, some... Brett. I don't know if I'd rip somebody's roof open. <laughs> <laughs> that is kind of ballsy. To be Theoretical a roof. Definitely. That's true. And yes. There's probably crumbles of roof, like, like falling on the right. Pe- like, what the? F- what is going on? Jesus, is like, blessed are the holy crap! What is going on up there? <laughs> <laughs> blessed are the roofers. <laughs> we're gonna I mean, fix we, this. We haven't, we haven't gotten to it yet, but did Jesus fix the roof? <laughs> That's a good yeah, point. Because he's forgiving sins. Right? Because he's okay. forgiving sins, and only God. The, the the religious leaders are like, well, only God can forgive sins and leviticus i think 24 mentions that if you if your blasphemous punishment is death so Mm. they they feel oh i see what's they they feel like jesus is blasphemous punishment for him should be death that he's sitting here forgiving somebody of their sins but it's actually like one of the the first times that God is uh, that Jesus is considered uh, called the um, Son of Man. So where He is fully human, but also the Son of God, and the religious leaders 
don't really realize that and can't grasp what is happening before them. All they want to do is lay blame on Jesus that uh, he's sitting there trying to forgive the sins of somebody. And and it's like one of the first times that uh, there's like divine province, right? Where, where Jesus accepts being human and God at the same time, being able to forgive the sins. What do you mean by Jesus accepting being God and human at the same time? Well, uh, maybe it. not Jesus, but where he, he it's recognized that he is human, but also the Son of God at the same time. Well, it's interesting. I had read the references to the Son of Man. Like, I always kind of un- didn't understand that. But it was like one of the things I researched was, it talks about how that's like a reference to Daniel. And it was a way for Jesus to be really clear. He could have called himself King or even Christ. And that would be like, oh, to the local people at the time, they would be like, oh, you're the guy who's going to overthrow the Rome for us. Yeah. And the way to say son of man was a way to say, I'm the Messiah, but not in the way that you think necessarily. Because that was like less sort of less baggage attached to that term. And it was more like about the spiritual aspect. And that was a way for him to, to talk about that as the son of man. But the idea of like the Pharisees calling him out, like, how, who are you to forgive sins? But then he's like, oh, you don't, you think I can't forgive sins? Well, how about I also heal this guy? And then it shows you that I have the authority to do the, I can do either one, right? And which is like, on one hand, it seems like it's easier to forgive sins because that's invisible and you can't, you can't prove whether he did it or not. Mm. But, but it's a big deal to be able to say like, all right, well, if you don't trust whether that happened, I can go ahead and heal this guy and he can get up and walk and that'll blow your mind. And that's how you know you to trust me that I'm also, I have the authority to forgive sins if I can do that. That kind of yeah. aspect. Yeah. So he heals the guy? Is that what happens next? Oh, good point. Always. <sighs> yeah. Well, yeah, well, he, 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 he told him to get up and walk. So, I mean, yeah, he did, he did heal the guy. <laughs> he said, all right, Steve. Pick up your yoga mat. He said, "Roll he, up your yoga mat. Right, get out of here." I love that we decided well, that's the what, guy's name is Steve. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I thought we'd mentioned this earlier because of your faith, get up and and, yeah, and yeah. walk. And but we, the controversy is, was the faith because of the friends that brought the paralytic to Jesus, or was the faith of the paralytic himself, which is still so controversy. I'm actually, yeah, great point. So on the Son of Man thing, Jesus refers to himself as the Son of Man. Right. He never so I looked this up, right? So in, in you're right, in Daniel they talk about a son of man descending from the clouds. The most instances of Son of Man are actually in Ezekiel. Mm. So Ezekiel's talking directly to God, and God refers to Ezekiel several times as Son of Man. So he's like, Son of Man say this, Son of Man say this. Like a ton of times. And then in Daniel, there's only one instance of it. But Jesus never refers to himself as the son of God. Only other people refer to him as, as, as having claimed he's the son of God. And I'm guessing it's because he forgives sins and they think only God can do this. And then the other piece I wonder is, so, and I've always thought of it this way, where he says, which is easier to forgive sins or to heal a person? I actually think Jesus might be like, I'm the man, I'm Jesus. And I actually think it's harder to forgive sins than to heal. I think he's actually saying the opposite, that it's not harder to heal somebody. It's actually harder to forgive sins. So he's basically saying, I'm the man. I can forgive sins because I'm I'm right with God and I'm the son of God. So to to prove to you that I actually have authority to forgive sins, which is actually a bigger deal than healing this person. I'm just going to heal this person. Right. So I I think he's like, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the stuff. Yes. 
I agree because I think like other people there were at the time there are other like you know prophets and stuff who who might have been healers and other people who could come in and, like heal somebody. So and even in modern times, maybe there are people who are healing people. I mean, who knows? But it's a bigger deal to be like I'm the one who's going to forgive your sins. I think it's cool because it's like it's you know to me it's like the whole prophet thing, which is like. I'm going to make a short-term prediction so you can trust me, or I'm going to do a miracle so you can trust me, but I'm going to then make a long-term projection. Same thing. It's like Jesus, like, I'm healing your I'm healing your sins, and you might not be able to understand or see that that's really happening, but in order for you to get it, I'm going to heal this person also so that you know that I have authority and power to, like, and what I'm saying is true. What also would be hard, though, is that, you know, the paralytic most likely probably was didn't have a lot of attention given to him throughout his life. You know, he's probably somebody that would might have been, like, on the side of the road, on a mat, you know, just kind of hanging out. Probably somebody somebody poor. A lot of attention wasn't given to him, so to all, all of a sudden be thrown into the center of attention where this crowd is watching and then Jesus is there and, and heals him is probably very big for him. Who had the authority to forgive sins back then? Uh, God. It was all sacrifices, right? Through. So God sacrifices through the, the temple. Through the, the temple of the Levites. Class. Through, through yeah. the religious authorities, right? Right. Yeah. Who right. are the folks that were upset? Yeah. Because you're like, you're taking our authority away. Which also, I think that's a great other part of this is like the thing we, I think we should all wrestle with, which is when you have like established authority and organizations and stuff like that who think about themselves more than maybe God and God's interaction with people. So their kind of knee-jerk reaction to say is, I'm going to reject anything new. Oh, the Bible is the word of God, and the Bible ends, and there's no more word of God. And it was mm-hmm. like, well, where does that come from? Because if you look at the Bible, it's like God continually reaches out to people and says, like, I'm here to tell you something, and I want you to share it with others. And that interaction continues to happen. And the established church or whoever, like, the religion... I'm doing air quotes for people listening to this podcast. So there's, like, a rejection of anything new because there seems to be, like, oh, we already figured everything out. So we're going to, like, stop everything new. And that's, like, the Pharisees are, like, listen, we got this figured out. We have an organization. We're here to, to like, manage stuff. And we're going to say no to anything that diverts from our current plan and, and thinking. But here's Jesus like saying, like, uh, I'm here from God and I have a kind of a different plan or a little bit of a twist or a little bit of a change. Um, and so you need to be like open to the idea that not everything is what you expect. So when I read the story, this is what I took from that part of the story was that Jesus said, I forgive you of your sins. Right. And then he healed him. Yeah. So. To me, it sort of implied that Jesus' healing of him was dependent on... So basically, it what it implied to me was that the guy was a paraplegic, or whatever, he was lame, because of his lame. sins. Lame. Oh, think so a, I don't think that's necessarily true, though, is it? Yeah. I, I don't Could think it be so. A, I'm gonna, I don't know. I, I forgive you of your sins. Now get up and walk. But there's other well, stories. I forgive in you of your sins. Oh, also, I mean, while I'm at it, 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Why, yeah, yeah. why couldn't it be both those things? But when Jesus heals the blind person, he specifically refutes that. So they're like, why is this person blind? Because someone sent his parents. Oh, that's or right. Was it yes. his parents that sinned? Yeah. yeah. And well, Jesus specifically refutes that. I mean... We're gonna have to. Look. We're actually so, have to open, crack open the Bible to actually uh, talk about that. But I, but I, I I get what you're saying. But I almost think the story is almost about the teachers of the law. I I almost think the story is about Jesus challenging the teachers of the law versus even what happens to the to the guy who's lame. Well, yeah, yes. I mean, because the next four stories after this, like five stories, is about challenging. The teachers of the law and Jesus hanging out with the tax collector, which was totally taboo back then. And so just kind of saying, you know, to the teachers of the law, hey, look, you know, I am who I say I am. Was the was the primary motivation to challenge the teachers of the law or was that an after effect of what Jesus was doing anyway? I mean, I guess my view of Jesus is incompatible with the idea that Jesus was doing anything to try to impress anybody. True. Right. He was True. on his own. Like he's going to heal this guy and chest yeah. bump his buddies and point at people and go, see, I told <laughs> right. you. Right. I mean, I guess that doesn't, seem, that doesn't I, seem right. No, yeah. But I'm not sure about that because I, I feel like Jesus is like, I am the stuff. I feel like Jesus is talking to teachers of the law like, like I'm I'm freaking Jesus. And, and, and basically, so they're like, who can forgive sins? And he's like, uh... I can. <laughs> who, yeah. who has two yeah. thumbs right. and can forgive yeah. sins? Right. This, this guy. guy. Yeah. <laughs> I, feel like he's, I feel like that's what he's doing. He's like, right. I yeah. can forgive sins, and you guys don't think that. And I actually think, because the, the way I've always read it until today when I read chief it. sin forgiver on it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the way I've always thought about it until today was him saying, which is harder, forgive sins or to tell somebody to stand up and walk. I actually think the forgive sins is actually harder. Yes. And then he's like, yeah, but I'm Jesus. So I'm going to also say, get up and walk. And you know what? I can forgive sins. And I think he's like thrown it in the fair in the yes. Pharisees or teaches the law face. I agree. Cause I, I think, think I think Jesus has like the sort of spiritual. And this is why there's conflict with the current, like the teachers of the law and the zealots and all those people is because Jesus view is like the earth is like temporary. Like everybody's wrapped up in what's happening right now to Jesus. Like a guy comes in, he's paralyzed and his, and I think his initial thinking is like, all right, you have a challenge. My number one priority is to, I'm going to forgive your sins. You get to go to heaven forever. And then everyone else is like, yeah, but the guy can't walk. And he's like, all right, whatever. I guess I'll make him walk, too. Like, you know, to him, it's like the number one problem. And the important thing that what Jesus is here for is that I'm here to, you know, save you from your sins. I'm here to forgive you of your sins. I'm here to be the sacrifice for ever, for everyone for their sins if they're willing, to, you know, to accept that. So, like, that's what he's there about. And he's like, and in order for you to believe that's who I am, sure, I'll heal you. Because I agree, like, that's his first thing is, like, it's not the sin is the reason you're para paralyzed, but sin in the world in general is why we have paralyzed people, right? It, like, if it everything was, like, holy and original and, and Adam and Eve hadn't sinned, then you could say, well, then nobody's paraplegic, nobody's lame, nobody's, like, Jeremy is kind of, like, somebody <laughs> in front of, like, <laughs> super <laughs> uber lame. Uber right. lame. But, yeah, so, so uh, Jesus comes in, is like, so, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and forgive sins. That's what I'm here for. I'm here to literally die so that other people can have their sins forgiven. But in order to convince you, 
I'm going to tell you, I'm also going to be able to let this guy walk as a way to convince you to believe me. I'm just not crazy about that idea that that Jesus is on this mission to prove to people something about himself. I mean, I, I just keep thinking about, like, doing the right thing when no one's watching. Hmm. And that, to me, is more consistent with Jesus than with, oh, these guys are watching, so this will be a great time to show everybody. <laughs> this is not, mm. I don't know, I it just saying. doesn't work yeah. for me. Yeah, I So, like, that. he's healing them just because he's, like, compassionate. He's healing them because it's the right thing to do. Well, right, I mean, right. that, that... And the fact that these guys see that and they react to it in whatever way they react to it is just that's incidental. Yeah, that's that's and that, yeah. that kind of, I would that's like that problem. idea, except that there are lots of... Paralyzed people who are not healed all around. All the well, and, and it coincides with another thing that I kind of wanted to bring up well, that, that I had read about, that about hope. The paralytic came and there's some hope that Jesus would heal him just as Jesus had performed other miracles to heal other people but there was no guarantee that it was going to happen but there was that hope there there's a lot of ways to look at this story right mm-hmm. and to to focus on someone's physical limitations being connected to their sin that's a tough place to go at least for me. Especially in modern times, I think. Yeah. To give a shout out to Eric, who's not here. What does this say about the community? And there's something to say about the community. I mean, everybody coming to see this, you know, traveling preacher that's healing people and crowding in. I mean, when we look at the, the story of Jesus, like in this space right here, he's a rock star. Right? Like everybody wants to be there. What intrigues me about this is this concept of forgiveness. And the concept of forgiveness both from the person who experiences forgiveness, but also from the people that offer forgiveness. And so if someone has wronged you, so if we if we focus on this forgiveness piece, which may or may not be where we want to go, but if you focus on the forgiveness piece, like if you truly forgive somebody, how does that change their life? Or on the other side, if someone truly forgives you, how does that change your life? Right. And so, I mean, the, the physical aspect of the story, someone gets up and walks away. All right. I think I think forgiveness is largely about the person who forgives. Mm-hmm. And I think they're the one who benefits the most. Yeah. Instead of holding on to that. It's a it's a anger, burden hatred. Whatever. Right. Yeah. If you can put that down, that's you're the one who benefits more than anyone else. Yeah. I do think it's interesting, this idea about was it, you know, Steve who had the faith or his friends do. I just think as a practical matter, if I'm a paralyzed guy and I'm at the Jesus Rock concert and my buddies want to get me backstage to see Jesus, I'm like, really, guys, we've been standing. Well, you guys have been standing. I haven't been standing. (laughs) (laughs) But the the thing about forgiveness is, like, I can forgive if you do something against me, but Jesus is basically saying your sins are forgiven. Mm. And and this person had just met Jesus, so I don't think he had done anything against Jesus. Right, right. He, well, he did Unless tear a was, hole in the roof where Jesus was living. Was it Jesus' oh. house? I don't know. Yeah, it may have been. Peter, it his buddy's house. Yeah, it, it, yeah, we don't know. It, it could, could have been not sure. Jesus' house. I mean, all right, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, the hole in the roof, forget about it, man. Right, We're good. Yeah. We're good. 
I mean, I hear I, there's these great roofers from M and M Exteriors. Yeah, so come I, in I and mean, fix I'll, that. Just, or my dad will hook me up. One or the other. So. <laughs> <laughs> Is it wood? Because I know a good carpenter. Oh, <laughs> that or I mean, so I get I get what we're saying about I think we I think we want to tribute to Jesus this idea of of uh, oh this person's so faithful for I'm gonna so I'm gonna heal him. But I mean, I'm reading this story, and I think it's about confronting the teachers of law. And and maybe we don't want to say that about Jesus, but I read this, and I feel like it's it's all about confronting the teachers of law and their false teachings and what they think is right. And Jesus saying that I'm freaking Jesus, and I'm different. I I don't know. Yeah, I mean, so, I no, could be wrong. no, that that's I definitely could... part of it. Yeah, because yeah. this but... is the first story of five that deals with that. So what I was reading a little bit before we started was that Mark probably didn't get these stories in succession. You know, they're they're not in chronological order. He gathered these stories and and put them, probably grouped them all together because of this, this reason. You know, he's confronting the Pharisees, the Pharisees are pissed, all that sort of stuff. But just because, I mean, I, I suppose because Mark grouped all these together, that's the point Mark wanted it to get across, It gains a heightened right? importance in your mind when you right. read them one after another. It's like, this is that chapter in Jesus' life when it went rogue Boom. on right. the... Right. You know. But when it actually it happened, is. when it yeah. actually happened, was that Jesus' intent. Mark writes the story to pinpoint this Pharisee versus Jesus thing going on there, right? But... When when it actually happened, was the whole point to have Jesus pitted against the Pharisees, or was the point more toward forgiving sins and and Jesus being God in human form? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. But uh, but you're right. So this this is in succession of a bunch of stories of where it's Jesus in the presence of the Pharisees or teacher. In some instances, as teachers of the law, and some instances as Pharisees. But it's basically. Jesus challenging them and demonstrating that I'm different. And frankly, I I was looking at it and I was like, Jesus is like, I'm really scared. I'm really worried about saying this on a podcast, but I love it. Say it. It's like, Jesus is like, is like Kanye. And Kanye is like, I mean, who thinks higher of themselves than Kanye? Uh, like, I'm freaking Kanye. I'm so talented. But right. I'm reading this and Jesus is like, I'm freaking Jesus. But Jesus is, yeah. So Jesus is like Kanye, but legit. Like, right. Jesus legit. Is like, yeah. Jesus is like, I can Too actually. Legit. Did, did yeah. you just say that Jesus was the legit version of Kanye? No. Listen, I think that's what we I heard. Can, like, listen, as Josh white, is the only person that gets me. And he actually like threw off a bunch of success to focus on gospel records and Jesus and he's like actually I think for all of his craziness on some level he also gets that Jesus is Lord and King literally the album they just released yeah. is Jesus is King and like so I think one respect to Kanye two <laughs> respect two I agree with you that Jesus a little bit is like poking at the Pharisees to say I'm the actual authority yeah and I'm here to tell you like I'm here to forgive sins. I'm here to be the change. And the Holy of Holies to say, I'm here to, for like an individual relationship with you. So I totally agree. And I think but like Jesus is legit. Like he can yes. actually say that. Whereas Kanye can be like, I'm cool. Right. And, and like, yeah, you're a great producer. You're a great rapper or yeah. whatever. All right. But you're, so you're not. Jesus I just want to be clear that I'm not saying that Jesus and Kanye are legit. Yeah. 
no, uh, yeah. equivalent. So Joshua? I don't I don't buy into Jesus throwing it into the Pharisees' faces. Oh, really? All right? okay. I think he's more proving a point to the people, the crowd that's gathered yeah, around. If he's proven a point to anybody, it's to them. It's, I it's think. to the crowd. So anyway, I, I don't buy into him throwing it into the Pharisees' faces. You I think, think he was. So? I think he was proving the point to the, the what, crowd gathered around that right. these these guys. These guys are full of crap. These guys are full of crap. Look at the them. table when he changed the money changers table. Or, or the and all the other times in the when he was like, let's I have know one you guys person talk at a time. Oh, I'm sorry, sorry. No, no, no. Everybody go. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, or so that I think these guys are these, no, but no, well, what, 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 what? No, no, no! no. I, it's just like CNN. We just get like two people <laughs> yeah. yell at each other. And <laughs> <laughs> All right, what, Jameson, Jameson, go. go, Jameson, go. Yeah, you could say, well, these guys are crap, and and I'm going to show them up for it. Or you could be like, these guys are showing hope and our willingness to bring a friend of theirs here to be healed. And I think that's what he's just trying to prove is just like, there's faith here and people believe in what I'm saying and I can heal them. And these people have had enough faith to bring a friend of theirs here for me to heal. That's what well, I, mean. I mean, why, I why think there'd be multiple things that we learned from this story. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Cause I, I do agree. Cause I think at one point he says like, like the Pharisees don't say out loud, like, who are you to forgive sins? They think it inside their heart. And Jesus is like, I know what you're thinking. And so, like, that's a good question, which is like, is Jesus like God at that point saying, I know what your mind is and you're questioning me? Like, how I, how dare I, you know, forgive sins? Or he's just like, I'm super attentive to other people's like emotions. And I can tell you Pharisees, I can see your faces and you're upset about this. So I'm going to call you out. But either way, like he recognizes that they in their minds are like, how dare you forgive someone's sins? And he calls them out on it right away. Like that's right there in the story. Was there more stories? No, I think the, we, we finished the story. So we're just. So I'm going to point out something here. When the conversation about Kanye was happening. <laughs> <laughs> I like the old Kanye. It's the first time those words have ever been spoken. (laughs) (laughs) What was intriguing to me was at one point, I think I heard someone say, oh, I think he's mental. Who's mental? He said that. I might have said that. But then... I said said Kanye... No, I said Kanye was crazy, but also super talented. He said he's probably mentally ill right before he said... But But then he said... But super talented. But then he's... He's loving Jesus now. And yes. He yeah. And so what's interesting to me is the polarity between those two pieces. Yes. I found that interesting too. But Well, that's that goes back to the where I've heard like this also, this passage that we're talking about, where Jesus is like, I'm the one who forgives sins, goes back to the whole like people who try to like put Jesus in the box of like, he's a great moral teacher. And I love that the whole like lunar liar, lunar oh, what is it? Lord Liar, liar lunatic. lunatic. Yeah, Lord Liar Lunatic. Kind Josh of idea. McDowell. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Which is like, you can't put Jesus in this box of like, he's Gandhi of like the early 2000s. Like, I'm nonviolent. I'm just going to be like mm-hmm. nice to everybody. And I'm going to tell you how to live your life in a way that's like non-threatening to society. It's like, no, Jesus clearly made statements about himself that said he's the son of God or the son of man or whatever. Like, like he's in a position where you have to either accept that he is that person or you have to call him a crazy person or a liar. You can't just like write him off as like a great moral teacher. Because even though he was a great moral teacher, he also 
was somebody who like spoke to his own divinity and his ability to uh, forgive sin, heal people, and all that kind of stuff. That that piece, what you said though, was really rooted in Jesus knowing who he was. Right. Right. Like yeah, it wasn't a surprise that like, he knew. Yeah, and I'm not good, great on on Mark's timeline. But this would be post-baptism, baptism. where even if you like thought maybe Jesus didn't know who he was, there was that loud voice from heaven saying, this is my this is my son who I'm well pleased or whatever, yeah. this is my servant or whatever. With whom yeah. I am well Yeah, with whom pleased, I am yeah. well pleased. So like at that point, like God's ordainment comes down all the way. God has good grammar. In a John Woo yeah. dove coming Slow in. Slow motion dove, definitely yeah. John Woo. <laughs> all. all right, so what are our takeaways? So I think the takeaways are there's... So Take some of us think it's about Jesus challenging the Pharisees. Some yeah. of us think it's about Jesus forgiving the sins of the lame person because of the faith of that person's friends. Mm-hmm. So the what, choice is or yours. It, it, could be all, it could be all of them. It yeah. could be both. However, I do disagree with you <clears throat> where Jesus is just proven to the Pharisees that he's the man. or the, He's like shoving it in their faces. I'm, I, don't I think know. Matt and I are on the same page. That's here. fine. That's I, fine. I'm with I'm with Brett though yeah. on the the same the same Jesus who flips the tables for the money changing to be like, listen, this is my house or this is my father's house. So here's <laughs> the beauty of our takeaway today, and I feel like this is definitely going to be the end of this episode. Here's the beauty of it: we've got some disagreement, right? Yeah, so that's some always people, good. Yeah, or controversy. So yeah. So um, we've got several different opinions, which is great. I mean, to be be honest, I'm Catholic, so I've never really read the Bible. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I can say this. I have a great joke. Can I tell a quick joke about Catholics? (laughs) Yeah, please do. All right. So this couple, the couple dies before they get to heaven. And they show up, they're waiting at the (laughs) gate with St. Peter, and they're about to go into heaven. They're like, oh, I wonder, can we get married while we're in heaven? And so they decided that we're going to ask St. Peter before we go in, like, hey, we, we died while we were engaged. Can we get married while we're in heaven? And St. Peter's like, hold on, let me check. So he goes off to go find. <laughs> and while they're sitting there, the couple's like, oh, my God. Like, well, what if we, like, don't work it out? This is eternity. That's a really long time. What if we decide we want to get a divorce? Is this really something we want to do forever? So they're talking it over, talking it over. Finally, Peter comes back. He's all disheveled. And he's like, oh, okay, I checked. Yes, you can get married while you're in heaven. And they're like, well, we just decided, like, it's a long time to be married. Can we get divorced while we're here? And he goes, oh, my God. You know how long it took me to find a priest in here? How long do you think it's going to take to find a lawyer? <laughs> That's funny. That's, That's pretty, pretty good. good. I just realized that hurt hurt my feelings. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, because you're a lawyer and a Catholic. That's amazing. (laughs) Used to be a Catholic. Used to be a lawyer. (laughs) Welcome to the podcast. (laughs) We're so happy to have you. We're glad you're here. Yeah, it's it's good to be here. (laughs) Honestly, though, it really did work out really well. Yeah, that Eric dropped out. And Matt could come. Yes. Because 
Uh, the story had a hole in a roof. I mean, what would you have done? What would you have done without my expertise about holes in roofs? Exactly. I think the whole podcast fails without that. (laughs) Thatch roofing is the key to this story. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think we've talked enough about it. (laughs) (laughs) Though I feel like I interrupted a great point you're about to make, Brett. So I want to turn it back. Interrupted. Technically, I interrupted. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to. I was trying to close it all down. Like we've got some disagreements. You decide for yourselves. Amen, brother. Is your thatch roof giving you problems? Are you frustrated by the holes that seem to appear every time the Son of Man visits? Does your thatch roof leak from all those inferior patch jobs? Well, worry no more, people of Capernaum, because I'm here to tell you that there's one roofing company that will make sure your thatch roof gets patched the right way with no leaks. M&M Exteriors of Capernaum offers frankincense quality work at threshing floor prices. No more worrying about falling through the roof when you're up there cooling off in the evening. No more constant glances down to see where the latest hole was carved out so the lane could be healed. M&M Exteriors of Capernaum will guarantee your thatch roof until the year 5 AD. No other carpenter in Capernaum can offer that kind of guarantee they won't even understand what the year 5 AD means. If you send a messenger today, M&M Exteriors of Capernaum will send a carpenter to your house for a free estimate. That's right, free. It won't cost you a single shekel. Supplies are limited and this deal won't last long. So blessed are those who don't delay. The prophet Ezekiel spoke about a place you could visit in the future on your tablet called the internet, and that you could also find more information carved in those tablets at mmexteriors.com. That guy definitely has some crazy visions, but there's nothing crazy about needing a good thatch roof. People of Capernaum, don't be lame. Contact M&M Exteriors now. Thanks for listening to Bible on the Rocks. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and rate us on iTunes. A special thanks to our contributors, Brett Hinkey, Ed Johnson, Josh Perius, Eric Smith, and Jameson Stubbs. Also contributing and doing sound editing is me, Jeremy Spittle. Finally, be sure to check out Spitfire's other podcast, Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle. She's the introvert's extrovert and talks to people, so you don't have to. For now, this has been a Spitfire production. the greatest thing I've ever heard.